Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas, where today we're talking about sex, baby. Just you and me. Well, and Xander and Vanessa. And all of you at home, because we got some questions from you all. Uh, for Vanessa and Xander Marin, they are a couple who works together in the sex, marriage, and family therapy space. They have a podcast. They've written a New York Times bestselling book. And so we did one incredible episode with them where we just kind of got to know them a little bit and um, talked through some big picture stuff. And then now we are getting specific with questions, burning questions, burning desire questions that you all have. So without further ado, let's uh, bring back Vanessa and Xander to the most dramatic podcast ever. Vanessa and Xander, thank you guys so much for joining us for a second episode. That first episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back. Um, we covered a lot about relationships. We we covered a lot about the basics. We had a lot of questions from our listeners who wanted to get deeper. Um, no pun intended. Every Why does everything sound sexual <laughs> when you're having a sex talk? Everything can be made sexual. Yes, everything. In your home, you are a sex, a couple that works together in sex therapy. At this point, do you acknowledge the puns and jokes or do you just move right past them and you're over it? Oh, we're so cheesy. We're making all the joke. <laughs> yeah. Any chance we can get to turn something into a sex joke, we it, do it. It's how we flirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, babe, uh, you reached out. We got a ton of questions from yes. our listeners. Uh, just start firing. We'll see how many of these we can get through. Okay. Well, you guys are all about, as we were just saying, starting the conversation. So here's a question about conversations with sex in your relationship. This person wants to know, 
when do you first share your fantasies with someone you're mm-hmm. dating? When should you have that first conversation, not just about sex, but yeah. these are my fantasies? Great question. So our book, Sex Talks, is the five conversations that will transform your love life. Talking about fantasies is the fifth conversation. We put okay. them in a really okay. specific order because we wanted to guide people through it and make it feel like a very manageable process, not overwhelming or intimidating. So I would wait until you've had other conversations. So I'll tell you what the five conversations are. The first one is acknowledgement, where you're just getting comfortable talking about sex as a topic of conversation. The second one is actually connection. What do we need to feel close to each other and intimate with each other? Because there's a big, big role that emotional intimacy plays in sexual intimacy. The third conversation is desire. What do we need to feel turned on and get excited about being with each other? Fourth, we have pleasure. What do we each need to feel good? And then fifth is exploration. What do we want to try next? So talking about fantasies, secret desires, all that type of stuff, wait until you have the foundation of the other conversations first. Yeah. That being said, though, I, I think that you know you might hear that and think, oh, God, well, that that's going to take a couple of years. I got to get really deep in my relationship. <laughs> but the reality is if you are you know, starting a new relationship or dating someone, you can actually have a lot of those conversations pretty naturally and quickly in the early stages of a relationship, you know, it's especially like as you start having sex for the first time, you know, you can start to work those in pretty easily where it takes a lot of time actually are people who have been in relationships for many, many years and have no foundation of talking about this stuff. So I think that you can actually get to the fantasy stuff fairly quickly if you from the very beginning are just working in sex as hey this is this is an important topic of conversation that i want to be able to come naturally to us and oh as we start having sex like oh yeah how do we feel connected what are the things that are making each other feel good so this doesn't have to be a big scary thing by the way on that note i mean i wish resources like you all were around when i was in college and all that at that point my friends and i were just watching sex in the city and trying to learn everything we could (laughs) and i remember on sex in the city like i think it was from that show there was talk about you know the third date rule or like as a sex therapist as a couple who works in this space do you think there's a healthy amount of time to wait to have sex with someone when you should start having sex in a relationship when you're dating I don't think that there's one crystal clear rule that we should all follow. I mean, we had sex pretty early on in our relationship as well. And it wasn't anything that, you know, destroyed the relationship or, oh, he wasn't interested. I think people put so much weight on that decision. But really, all we need to think about in the moment is what do I genuinely feel open to in this moment? And I would think about it as well in terms of not putting anything on it. Like I would be happy to have sex with this person. And if it ends here, it ends here. If it continues on, it continues on. I think where we get ourselves into trouble is trying to use sex as a way to get the relationship to progress. I'm curious. I want to take that, the the topic we were just on about having these conversations a little bit further, because I'm sure there is a level of people being worried about being embarrassed about crossing that line. Like we've, we've had good sex. Everything's pretty good, but um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. I'd really like you to choke me out or, or, or spank me a little or backdoor play things that you might go, Oh God, like, am I going to push this person away if I'm asking for something that is quote unquote taboo? I'll give you a little trick to do it. We call this the dream scheme. So what you can do is tell your partner, I had a dream about it. So you know what? I had the funniest dream last night. 
it was this really sexy dream. We were doing a little backdoor play and, you know, it's not something that I've ever really thought about before, but that dream was pretty sexy and it got me thinking. So obviously you're not telling the complete truth here, which I have to say as a therapist, I do like people to tell the truth, (laughs) but I think this can be a nice way to like ease into a conversation because it gives you an out. So if your partner says, oh, ooh, that sounds kind of weird. Then you can just back out of it and like, oh yeah, it was just like a weird dream that I had. So it gives you an opportunity to save face. But your partner might also say something like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I've never thought about that either. And then it just gives you a softer way to continue the conversation and say, well, you know, yeah, I, I had the dream. So maybe we should try it out. You can also wow, do it Wow, it's with the a- back door into backdooring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can also use podcasts too. So I was listening to this podcast and they were I, talking about I was listening to this. Chris and Lauren. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had this dream the other night, babe, that you bought me this diamond tennis bracelet. And oh, I don't know, it was just yeah. this dream that I had. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know what? That's funny. That leads into uh, one of the funnier questions we got. And I say funny with all the love just because of the way it was worded. Quote, is everyone having anal sex now? Help! Exclamation <laughs> point. <laughs> <laughs> So we we polled our audience about this. We actually put up the question, like, are you curious about anal play? And 69% of people said that they were, which endlessly delighted us. That number is is, uh, our favorite number. But yeah, a (laughs) lot of people are very, at least very curious about it. And I think it's a great example of how taboo changes over time. This used to be something that people would never admit to doing. And now we're talking about it more openly. We're getting more curious about it. We're being willing to admit that we're curious about it. And I think that's a great thing because at the end of the day, it's just a body part. It has nerve endings like so many other sensitive parts of our bodies. And it's something worth exploring. I remember, um, cause there was just a profile on her. I remember it was a pretty big thing that Dr. Ruth, who was such a pioneer mm-hmm. in the world, but she was like very famously anti-anal. Is that, so do you, you think when you say the taboos changed, like, do you feel like people are just I don't know. What what do you think has made it change? Because that's interesting to me. I think it's just people being willing to talk about it more openly. And we've, you know, it's been in, in media and TV shows and movies, which a lot of us like take our cues from. People are just starting to talk about it more. And so it gives us that permission to say like, oh, somebody else is talking about it. I guess it's okay for me to consider it within myself. And so that's what I think, you know, part of the reason that Xander and I try to be so vulnerable and open about our own relationship and our own sex life is to kind of be that example for people and help them realize like, hey, we're a real couple. We can talk about this stuff too and and help them feel more comfortable and at ease. That being said, I do think that, you know, some people can really get in their heads about fantasies or about curiosities and think, oh, if I'm if I'm thinking about this, I have to try this or I need to try this. And I think that, you know, very often curiosities or fantasies, like they can be things that we just enjoy fantasizing about. They don't always have to be things that we want to play out in real life. And I like calling that out because I think people can get can get a little freaked out about things. And very often, you know, it's it's fun to think about something or it's fun to talk dirty about something. But I think it's important to ask yourself, hey, is this something that, you know, I want to try right now? Because, you know, we don't want people rushing into things. I think especially with stuff like anal play, people 
kind of can rush into it very quickly and be like, okay, let's try this. We're going to go all the way rather than like, oh, let's ease our way into this. And, you know, you can, that can be a much more enjoyable experience. A lot of people end up kind of just going all in with it. Don't have a very good experience and go, oh, that's not for me. So I think it's important to take some time to play around with your fantasies. Think through, oh yeah, is this fun just in my head or is the idea of doing this in real life actually sounding good and give yourself some time to ease into it and thinking about, okay, if I do want to do it in real life, what are some baby steps that I could take to kind of try this out rather than jumping in full steam? Let's learn to swim first. I love that. Yeah, because then because then you're going to be like it won't like we just you just said it won't be good. And then you're going to close the door on it completely. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. I'm going to kind of combine two questions because one listener asked about um, bringing toys into the bedroom and if you have a suggestion as far as toys go. And I'll go so far as to bring in another question about watching porn together. Uh, Pluses, minuses, benefits, negatives to that. 
Yeah. So both of these things can be great things to bring into the bedroom. With toys, I think one of the best starting places, if you're a male-female partnering, do a vibrating cock ring. So that way there's a little bit of something fun for both of you to play with. He gets that added pressure around his penis. She gets the stimulation from the vibrator. He gets the stimulation from the mm -hmm. vibrator too, but it's just going to be a fun toy to feel like you're both playing with it together. So that's a great option to try. When it comes to porn, porn is a really complicated topic. Mm -hmm. I think the the basic reality of like watching other people have sex mm -hmm. is hot. It's very entertaining. It's arousing. It can be a fun thing to do together. As a sex therapist, I do want to encourage people to seek out ethical porn because there are a lot of issues with the porn industry. But fortunately, there are some amazing people who are trying to make porn more ethical, more realistic, um, because, you know, big thing that comes up with porn is that porn sex isn't how sex looks like in real life. And so we need to be really careful about about resetting expectations when we're watching it. Yeah, I'm I'm fascinated by ethical porn. Can you put where what are some resources people have? No, because it's true. I mean, I you know, look, I'm a millennial. I think all the time, my girlfriends and I have talked about this. We're the first generation that like had a lot of internet access mm -hmm. as teenagers on. And so there's this like generation of people who grew up with pretty easy access to pretty hardcore porn. And I, I'm, you know, I'm sure that's a whole topic we could get into about how that's affected everything, but what are some resources for ethical, realistic porn? It's a tricky question to ask because porn preferences are so unique. So I would mm -hmm. encourage people literally just Google ethical porn and look at some of the producers that come up. But basically, you want to dig a little bit deeper, not just going for the free sites. And often you have to pay for these as well, which I think is a worthy investment to know that it's being made in a responsible way. All right. From watching other people to having sex to uh, bringing <laughs> someone into the bedroom. Um, and by the way, these are all real questions, but of course not including anybody's name. Yes. Just wanted people to feel they could anonymously ask these. So I got one question, short and sweet. Are threesomes a bad idea? <laughs> I think they mean if you're in a relationship. <laughs> I think threesomes are a perfect example of what Xander was just talking about a few minutes ago, where a lot of people fantasize about threesomes mm -hmm. and then immediately think, oh, that means I need to do it. And for a lot of couples, you might actually have a lot more fun just fantasizing about it. So you fantasizing about it in your head, you can fantasize about it together, you can talk dirty about it, you can maybe watch some porn that has threesomes in it. But I would be really thoughtful about like, do I actually want to do this in real life? Or do I just like the idea of playing with it in my head? Yeah, or like, what might this feel like in real life and kind of mm -hmm. playing out what is it going to feel like if I see, you know, my, you know, I'm uh, being paid attention to a little less and maybe my partner is getting on better with this other person. What's it going to be like once we finish? What's the conversation? <laughs> That's the big question. Like? What, well, what will this feel like 10 minutes after? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But thinking, really thinking through the details of of what will I feel like watching my partner with another person? Will it stir up insecurities for me? Will I be comparing my body to the other person? Like trying to think through all the details of it. Do you have one you want to ask? No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> this question is really um, interesting to me. I I'm just fascinated by where you might, how you might take this, but someone messaged us and asked, how much of a factor is lack of sex when it comes to divorce? 
It definitely is a huge factor. Uh, sex is one of the top three reasons why couples break up. Kids, money, and sex are the big three. And I think it's really an indicator of how, like most of us, we tend to compartmentalize sex. We think of it as just this thing of like, oh, that's just this thing that happens in the bedroom with the doors closed and the lights off. But the reality is that sex is intimacy. Sex is a way that we convey our love for our partner. It's a way that we play with our partner, that we're present in the moment with them. Yeah, like that we it, feel connected. Yeah, it's a really important part of a relationship. And obviously for every couple, it's a, a different level of importance and that's fine too. But it truly is a very central thing for most relationships. So I want to encourage couples not to just write it off as like, oh, it's, it's just sex. It's just this physical thing to recognize that it's about a deeper intimacy. Yeah. And but then on the flip side of that, it's like, like not falling into the trap of, oh, we got to have sex to tick the box. We got to have it, you know, three times a week in order to keep my partner happy or so that we don't get divorced. It's, it is that focusing on the quality of it, you know, talking about it, making sure it's something that you each know is important to each other rather than it just being, okay, well, you know, this is sort of like my divorce insurance is <laughs> doing sex X number of times. A very common conversation uh, is about sex drive. Very rarely do our sex drives align perfectly. Somebody is a little more fired up than the other person. And then the next one is, I'm, I'm going to steal a stat from your social media um, about initiating. And that 45% of relationships, the, the woman is actually initiating more than the man, which is, so it's pretty close to 50-50, right? Yeah, the um, woman is the one who has the higher desire. So talk about if you're in a relationship where maybe someone's not initiating enough and then also where our sex drives don't align, how we can still be compatible, still be intimate and still have a very healthy sex life. The most important thing to know here is that just about every couple is going to have mismatched sex drives. We all get so scared about this, like, oh, is our desire mismatch? But that's the case for everybody. Like, It would be too weird of a coincidence that every single time you want to have sex, your partner is magically roaring and ready to go and they want to have the exact same kind of sex that you want to have every single time. Like, It just, it does not happen. It's kind of like if it's Friday night and you're like, oh, let's go out to dinner. It would be like if the expectation is we're, we both are going to say what cuisine we want right now and it has to be the exact same thing and if right. it's not like oh my god we're just not meant to be like we can't decide on what to eat so just like i think people place too much of an emphasis on frequency i also think we place too much of an emphasis on desire because what often happens is let's say your partner initiates with you in that moment, you usually feel like almost this pop quiz kind of feeling. You feel off guard, like, oh my God, wait, they want to have sex right now? I did, I'm not ready for sex. I wasn't thinking about it. And so a lot of us will just say no to our partner in that moment. And we feel like kind of ashamed and embarrassed about it, right? So that's the problem that happens if we really prioritize desire, this feeling of like, oh, you had to be in the mood for it in the exact moment that I was. So instead, I recommend that couples think about it in terms of openness, not do I want to have sex with my partner? Am I magically horny in the exact same moment that they were? But to be able to say to yourself in the moment, oh, my partner wants to connect with me right now. Am I open to connecting with them? Am I open to seeing if I can get in the mood and turned on? So if we kind of delay the timeline, give ourselves a little bit more space in that way, we're going to be saying yes to our partner so much more often. 
That was, that was so freeing what you just said, truly, because like the comparison of, do we both want the exact same dinner at the exact same time? No. <laughs> and every couple out there probably spends way more time debating where they're going to go to dinner than uh-huh. they do. Like, it would not only be <laughs> anything at the same time on the count of three, say where we're going to dinner, what we're going to order off the menu and in what order like, it, would, it would be lining those things up, which is never going to happen. Yeah. That, that was so relieving. Yeah. I, I sort of feel like that took a weight off my shoulders. Thank you guys. Because you know, there's, and it's not just like, sometimes I think with us, I mean, Chris is 17 years older than me. I just saw, um, Lisa Rinna say the other day, she's like, well, it's interesting, you know, her and Harry Hamlin have been married for a long time. And she's like, his sex drive is changing. My sex drive is changing. So we not only have the factor of being a man and a woman, but like our ages are different. I don't know if that means like when I'm, I don't know, perimenopausal, will I be different and where will he be at? You know? So there's a lot of factors of like the differences, both mentally, but also physiologically and and all that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I'm so glad to hear that it felt like a weight coming off of your shoulders. Because I think we all put this pressure on ourselves. And when we have this misunderstanding about desire and mismatched sex drives, it just creates so much pressure. And at the end of the day, like, We're in relationships with our partner because we love them. We care about them. We want to feel close and connected to them. And we just see so many couples, like because of these basic misunderstandings about sex and intimacy, just missing each other, missing these opportunities to really connect with each other. And I think initiation is the perfect example of that. Like if we change change around the way that it works, we're actually going to connect with each other so much more often. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. 
Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Before we let you go, there has to be things that we have not touched on that you get a lot. Are there you know, please don't let us go without, oh, I wish they had asked about this. Oh my gosh. There's so many different ways that we can go with that one. You know, one really important thing that we should talk about as we're talking about initiation too, is also the different sex drive types. So most people don't realize that there are two different sex drive types. The two types are spontaneous and responsive, and they boil down to where we feel desire first. So we can feel desire in our heads, like the idea of sex sounds good. It kind of maybe it pops into your head randomly and you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds nice. And we can also get turned on physically in our bodies. So getting erections, getting wet, nipples getting hard, all kinds of stuff like that. And so the two types boil down to where you're going to feel desire first. So with spontaneous desire, you feel it mentally, and then your body gets ready for it. And, and that's yeah, the- This is what we see yeah. on TV, in the movies. That's the, you turn and look, you know, someone says something witty, yeah. you turn and look, and it's like, oh, it's on. We both want it. We don't even need to say anything. He is so witty. I'm going to get naked in the middle of this restaurant. Yes. <laughs> so the second type of desire is the exact opposite. And that's where our bodies need to get turned on first before mentally the idea of sex sounds good. And research has shown that most women are responsive desire types. So a classic way to know that you might be responsive desire is if you've ever been in the middle of sex or maybe even at the end of sex and you catch yourself thinking, this is really fun. Why do I never seem to want this? Or why don't I want this more often? That's responsive desire because your body needs to feel excited, turned on, feeling pleasure first. And then your brain starts to catch up and think like, oh yeah, this is good. This is fun. So most women who are responsive desire types think of themselves as being low desire, no desire. They think of themselves as being broken in some sort of way when really it's just a misunderstanding about how your desire works. You're not going to be able to ask a responsive sex drive person like, do you want to have sex right now? Right now. Yeah, like, right. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? No, I, I wasn't thinking about that. And do you find men, uh, you, you mentioned women, are men responsive? Yes, men tend to be more responsive. Or no, women. men tend to be more or, spontaneous. Sorry, yes, men tend to be more spontaneous. Right, but it's, I, I know you mentioned it, but I was like, are there, do you find men that are responsive? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I have been, you know, early in our relationship, I was much more of a responsive sex drive type. And- and took me a long time of really coming to terms with that and understanding what that meant and understanding, oh, okay, I just need to give myself a little time. Like, you know, if, if you know, Vanessa's wanting to have sex, or even if I want to have sex, but I'm not really feeling like the desire for it, I realize, oh, I need to put myself in a situation to start to feel some desire. So put myself in a situation where, ah, let's, let's kiss, let's make out, let's cuddle, let's, you know, just do something, you know, just us in the bedroom and started to realize, oh yeah, once I give myself five or 10 minutes of doing this, like, oh, boom, all of a sudden, like I am, I am ready to go. And so it was, 
kind of flipping that mindset of like, oh, it's not about how much I want it in any given moment. Like that's not what defines me as a man or my sexuality. It's like, it's like, it's just understanding, oh, this is, this is what I need. It's just like some people remember things really well. Some people need to make lists. Some people, you know, need to use their calendar or whatever. And it's like, I just needed to come to terms with that and understand, oh yeah, this is, this is how it works for me. And what I will say is that as I have gotten better and better at that and more in tune with that and more confident in that, you know, I feel like my desire has really shifted to be more in the middle because now that amount of time has really shrunk. I'm like, I know, oh, okay, yeah, it's just going to take me a couple seconds of talking about it or touching or whatever before I'm fired up and ready to go. But I think for, you know, most people need to start to understand that and and start taking action, building that habit of, oh, these are the things that I need to do to get ready. And then very often that amount of time can really start to shrink down. Again, this is all feeling like such a weight lifted. I have to be honest, and this isn't fair to Chris, but if I, well, if I were to get pretty real for a second, I think I put pressure on him of like, if he's not, you know, it's probably growing up with the stereotypes of men and that they're like so sexually driven. So if he's not wanting to like, you know, when I'm wanting to, then I think there's something wrong or I think like there's something wrong with me. Or I think you said earlier, um, Vanessa, even like women feel broken or something. I don't know. So do you feel like, do women say that a lot? And what do you try to tell them if so? Yeah. And I felt that exact same thing myself too. You know, we really grow up with the stereotype that men want sex wherever, whenever they'll take whatever they can get. Right. If they're not getting it from us, they're getting it from somewhere else or whatever. Yes. Yeah. And I think as women, we're really taught to put so much of our value and worth into our desirability. So that can be a really painful experience. And again, I've experienced that myself too. Like times that Xander didn't want to have sex or maybe I initiated and he wasn't open to it. Like I felt so ashamed and something like something is so wrong with me. Why does he not want to be with me? Am I not sexy enough? Not pretty enough? Not thin enough? Like we can go to some really dark places in our heads when that self-consciousness comes up. And of course the challenge with that is that he can feel all of that because now sex is not just like, hey, do we want to connect and be intimate in the moment together? Now it's like, oh, he has to prove to me that I'm sexy and desirable and attractive. And it just adds this whole other layer of pressure on top of it. So that's why I think it's so important for us to talk about the fact that in 45% of male-female relationships, it's actually the woman that has the higher desire. And I think we need to have these more nuanced conversations about male sexuality that like men aren't, you know, taking whatever they can get or, oh, they're so easy, they get turned on. Like we're all human. We're all like nuanced creatures who need different things and who, you know, things change as we get older and evolve and have been in relationships longer. So being able to, to see more of that complexity in it. And for us to, as women to recognize within ourselves, like we are worthy and desirable and beautiful. And I'm sure there are plenty of other times where your partner's trying to give you that message, but it doesn't all just have to be about the sex. Okay, maybe that's your next book, The Constant Conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Vanessa and Xander Marin, um, your podcast is Pillow Talks. And if we had more time, I would get into you with that because into that with you because I was just listening to your episode about, um, you know, talking about your choice to not have kids and what that meant for you as a couple. There's so much 
Great conversation there. And of course, also in your book, Sex Talks. Thank you guys so much. And, and Xander celebrating his vasectomy. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, I feel you. And I mean, literally, I feel you. I get that. Uh, but and, and you can follow along and check them out, uh, Vanessa and Xander on social media. Um, I, I love the digestible, very bite-sized little things you guys oh, do. There's with. a lot of sex puns there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but most importantly, just thank you. Thank you for, you know, breaking this taboo, having these conversations, making it normal to have these conversations, which we all need to do. So truly appreciate what you guys do. Thank you so much yeah, for having us. We really you. appreciate you guys using your platform to open up these conversations too. It's it's really a great gift that you're able to give to your community. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks. Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa. The new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.